Blog Talk Radio. Now we can do this the easy way or we can do it the hard way. The choice is yours. Read the hard way, read the hard way, read the hard way. You want to do it the easy way or the hard way? With over 30 years of combined wrestling experience and knowledge, nearly every bit of it Woody's, Georgia Wrestling History presents Three the Hard Way. Coliseum. So I was 
kind of able to get in there and see, oh, here's where this will be and here's where that will be. And so it's filling it. And um, you could feel it in the crowd. We had a show Saturday night, and, I mean, we were packed to the gills. Um, and I was worried. Uh, like I said, college football's here. Oh, yeah. Um, and that is one of our many excuses that promoters get to use as excuses for not drawing sometimes. We have yeah, the heat in the summer. We get um, college football early in the fall. Then we get the fair later on. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be damned if we can't come up with some excuses for sure. <laughs> well, it did not affect us because we were full and the crowd was just – Going crazy, and I'm I'm I am amazed every time. And I sit there, I'm there at every show, obviously, and I'm right there in the heart of it. But when Jeter's music comes on, and he comes down those stairs, I could stop the show. If 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 all I did was just let him come out and wave at the people, I think I could just cut the show off and they'd be fine. Like, well, we're done here. <laughs> I've never seen anything like it. Um, and while we're waiting on some other things to happen, let's get into that a little bit. Who are some people that either in your building or just, you know, that you've seen here locally, who are some guys that had it like that, that when their music hits and they come out, it is just bedlam in the crowd? Let me tell you, when Cousin Cletus and Cousin Shaggy was together, or, or when they're doing separate, when that song Cotton Eye Joe hits, I mean, the people get up, they start dancing, they want a do si and they start clamping their hands and stomping their feet. They're just, uh, I've seen them like it, you know. When, uh, you know, Quidditch the Lion are getting the snot beat out of them, and the people start chanting, Waffle House, Waffle House. Yeah. It's just, he's just one of them guys, you know. And uh, once again, I tell all you folks, you're, you're missing the bus if you don't look at boys or either one of them boys. You know, you're right. Uh, you're right. They, 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 over and they know their thing, and there's so much to be said for just knowing what your thing is. Um, that 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 that's one of those small pieces that we might not have as much of today as I would like to have. To another one um, that I was when I was first getting here and starting to move around and go to shows. When Bull Buchanan was in West Georgia, anyway, mm-hmm. there was, and it was, it was different from, oh, that's Bull Buchanan who we might have seen on TV. It wasn't that. It was that's Bull Buchanan. That's our guy. And I, mean, I just remember his music would hit, and they would, you know, you'd get that rush of kids running right to the entrance, getting ready to see Bull and slap hands with him. It was just, just magical. Um, it's crazy. He was one and. Yeah, yeah, and it's, you cannot manufacture that. I don't care how good you are as a performer, how good you are as a booker, how good you are as a promotion. Um, you can have all those things and it not happen. There, There is something else. It's just magic is really the only thing I can describe it as because, yes, there are people who are beloved and there are you know, good guys who are cheered and bad guys who are booed, but I'm talking about something else. Um, yes. Yeah. It's a different you know, thing. And one of the you know one of the kids that I that I, I trained, uh, Mr. Showtime, uh, he always had that big effect on the on the crowd when that music hits and they yeah. go wild and jumping and, and crazy and the girls start squealing, you know, kinda like Elvis is in the building, you know. Yeah. But uh, Yeah. Uh, he's he's one of those. And uh I think another guy that the people don't go nuts, but when he comes to the ring and when he's on the mic, people pay attention to him. That's uh, uh, Drew Delight from Empire. Uh, he he, uh, he gets the, the attention that he deserves, and, and, and people, all eyes are on him when, when he comes to the ring. He has that certain, certain uh, charisma and arrogance about him that all eyes are on me kind of deal. He has this command, uh-huh. and if not, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put him and I'm going to put Jeff G. Bailey in in the yep. same vein with with how they have the command. Um, even though the people might be booing them, um, if they talk for longer than a couple seconds, the boos will calm down because they want to hear what's being said. 
that they might just want to hear it so they can get mad all over again. <laughs> but, but there is a there is sort of this this hush that that settles in and and they say what they're going to say and then they'll pick back up. Ah, screw you! But man, it's it's something to behold. And we've got we've got plenty of them. I tell you, um, any incarnation of the exotic ones down in Peach State. Yes. Depending on what they were doing at the time, they were either Simon Sermon can be absolutely beloved or just despised. You know, we talked about his mama getting her car destroyed here from from people being that angry, and that's kind of how that goes. Um, but man, it's and you you can't if you could bottle it and sell it, you'd be great, but you can't do it, and you never know. You never know who is going to get there and who is going to not get there. Is is there anybody? And if you don't want to name their name, I will allow that. I really hope you do. <laughs> is there anybody that really had it in spades and just didn't get that reaction for whatever reason that you could think of? Wow. That's a good question. Uh, you got somebody you can name while I'm kind of mowing it over? Um, I was hoping you'd do the same thing because I can't think of anybody right off. Um, I'll tell you one. I'll tell you one that that – Deserves that kind of thing um, That doesn't get it all the time And that'd be Drew Game uh, This is true Because this is true. because He does all the right things All of them uh, he, he has his act down to a T From the look The feel um, the, the presence The performance He has always done it right And I mean it's not to say that he doesn't get reactions But it's not yeah. the it's not to the level that it should be. Maybe that's a better way to ask that question. Who are some I of the agree. guys that that do their thing but don't quite get the reception that you would like them to get? Yeah, I, I feel. I guess I'm going to throw out probably Corey Hollis on that one. Mm. Uh, mm. Excellent you know, choice. He's a guy that puts the work in and, he, and, he, and he's very thorough and he does a good job and, and sometimes don't get the reaction. Uh, I think because of a strong Matt style. That might be yeah. the reason why. But uh, I believe Corey yeah. Hollis would be a good one. And I think we won't be – if if Corey's around with us another year, um, which is very yeah. unlikely, if, he's, if we're able to see him in Georgia um, very often, it, I, would, I would think that unlikely. But if he is, I bet we don't have this conversation about him um, in a no. year's time. But <laughs> just notice the phone line is lit up. One of our Fancy Pants guests have checked in. As we mentioned, we just got a real big show coming in on the 17th, and we have somebody with us who's going to be on that show. Um, What do you tell the people a little bit about Ricky Reyes? Uh, Ricky Reyes, you know, he's he's an underdog. He's worked for uh, Lucha Underground as Cortez Castro. And, uh, you know, had, had a good Ring of Honor run also. Uh, very sound uh, technical guy. Very, he's just a well-rounded individual with a lot of charisma. Uh, you know, I am surprised that with Ricky's traveling schedule and as busy as he is always, that he's even got time to sit here and chat with us. Ricky, thank you so much for joining <laughs> us. How you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me, guys. Um, we what's your suitcase look like, Ricky? Because I just imagine it to be battered all to hell. I just can't imagine your bag does not have rip marks and scrapes <laughs> in it because you're never at home. I hope you don't have a mortgage because you can't be getting use out of it. <laughs> well, my wife and my son do, so that's all that matters to me. <laughs> but, I mean, I was just, you know, kind of getting ready to talk to you today, just kind of looking back over some of the stuff you've done and – the thing that sticks out to me is you have the kind of career that maybe on the surface if someone was just like, oh, who's Ricky Reyes? I don't know him from TV necessarily, uh, which you are on now a good bit. But, you know, maybe if they didn't know you from that, they'd say, well, who's this guy? But you start to look, and you have been making your living as a professional wrestler for some time and been doing extremely well at it. Um, how do you how do you feel about where you are right now in your career? You know, um, I I feel amazing. Um, honestly, like I feel like professional wrestling as a whole is uh, 
heading into or might be already in the first stages of like another boom uh you know um i feel like uh i first started uh, wrestling professionally at least uh, in 1999 and um that was kind of like that the end of that attitude era but but still like in the midst of the boom you know that that austin brought and um I was fortunate enough to like get into like a wrestling school and kind of start wrestling pretty, pretty often and frequently because uh, pro wrestling was such a, at a high demand, you know, like uh, high school events and uh, you know, like carnivals and stuff like fairs and things like that. So in Southern California, we had the weather's always nice. So there's always, you know, in Arizona and stuff, there's always those outdoor events. So we, we got to do a lot of like fundraiser shows. And so I got a pretty, busy schedule right off the bat and um i feel like that uh you know wrestling kind of hit not necessarily a low point but it, it slowed down a little but now it's becoming popular again with the uh younger um audience you know the younger male audience i guess um like it was in the in during the attitude era so it's like becoming a wrestling fan and having wrestling events has, has become cool again, you know, a little more accepted. And, uh, you know, like now it's, it's funny because I go to do like seminars or I go to shows and stuff, uh, you know, now more so than ever, uh, I'm kind of, I guess, I guess like I'm looked at a little bit differently, I guess, because now I'm on television, uh, you know, and so, people want to hear i guess my opinions on certain things or matches and and you know and i do a lot more seminars but i feel like because i've been wrestling uh, at such a high level i feel uh i try to push the level to a high level so i i feel like uh amazing because i i, I just work constantly on keeping my body um you know uh, uh, to the to the best of my ability to keep it up you know, like, like limited injuries and stuff like that. My style is a little more quote unquote safer, uh, for me physically because I'm more of a, a mat. I try to stay a little more mat based and my, my style of wrestling is a little more intense. So I don't have to do, uh, and I don't, I've never done a lot of like flying and stuff like that. Um, I prefer to wrestle guys that are flyers and tell that story of like the, uh, ground and pound against the high flyer type of, you know, story in a match. But I feel it's funny because I was talking to Rocky Romero a while back. I was in L.A. for a while, and I went to his, his school, and uh, I we both agree that, that we had been wrestling for so long that as long as you're healthy, it's like you almost have a cheat sheet of, of pro wrestling, you know, because we've learned so much yes. from all over the world that, as long as you're healthy enough to do it, like you can have amazing matches every night. Like I have amazing matches all the time. And I, you know, I, I try to make myself better, but in doing so, I try to make the other guy kind of think outside the box, uh, you know, and then look at all aspects of wrestling uh, in, in a different light. So that way they know that there's a lot more than just what they're doing or or one particular style, you know, cause I can wrestle Lucha and, you know, I've wrestled and trained in Japan and, you know, in Puerto Rico and, and, you know, all, all over the United States. So, and, and it's funny because, you know, a lot of guys like they, they go to, you know, you go to different areas, like, like down South, you know, to North Carolina, Georgia, you know, Florida, you know, New York, like Philadelphia, all, all these areas. I know there's not territories anymore per se, but, Nowadays, it's kind of like kind of is, yeah. They they, they, they kind of are because indies are kind of territories now. You know, it's just it's Mm -hmm. it's not as traditional as it once was, but it kind of is because when you know you're going to New York or you know New Jersey, Philadelphia, you know the style is a little bit different than it is maybe in Mm -hmm. Tennessee and North Carolina, South Carolina. So the you know you got to know. you know who you're working for type of thing and, and and the style of wrestling or just be able to adapt you know what i mean and and that's where longevity comes in uh yeah you know, I, I i tweeted out something a while back where i said uh you know adaptation is uh is the biggest and most important key to success not only in in 
in life, but in business, you know what I mean? And, and professional wrestling, if you treat it as a business, um, you know that, that wrestling's changing, you know what I mean? And, and if you don't change with it and, and become a front runner, you kind of get left behind, you know? And, and for you, Ricky, uh, that's a point that I wanted to get into. And I'm glad you brought that up. Um, for you though, you were in ROH during what many consider its heyday. You said you went yeah. to Japan, you teamed with the Rocky Romero, you did all these things. And the one thing I noticed about your style is, while you have adapted it and you have changed it, you haven't blown mm-hmm. it up and tried to keep up pace with all the high flying and keep up pace with all the big strikes and, and a lot of those things that can wear your body down and, and take mm-hmm. unnecessary bumps off the bump card. Mm-hmm. What made you realize that you better not go that route? Okay, so... When I first went to Mexico City for CMLL in 2003, um, uh, I was teaming with Rocky and, and another another Southern California wrestler. And I remember I, I was just looking to get my groove back because I was coming off. I had broken my arm. I did an MMA fight, and I blocked a kick, and it snapped my arm in half. And I was out for, like, six months and uh you know just getting through rehab and trying to get strong again uh so i remember rocky was already there for a few months took two weeks off and then i went back with him to to team with him uh, the last three months of the year and i remember i came in with the idea of all right i'm going to do what these guys tell me to do you know because i i I want them to know that i'm part of the team here and i i want to you know, I want to do this stuff, but I'm not a good luchador. I'm a good base for luchadors, but I'm not a good lucha guy. Like, I don't do head scissors and ranas and topes. And, you know, I mean, I'm not going to do it as good as these guys in CMLO, right? So, like, I I, I came in and I was trying to do it. And I remember Negro Casas was was the trainer at the arena. And and he came up to me one, like, Tuesday or Wednesday. We were working out in the gym upstairs. And he said, uh, you know, how, how are you, how are you doing? And I said, well, I don't feel comfortable doing all this stuff. And he's like, well, you don't have to do this stuff because you can't do it as well as these guys. He goes, and, 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 and if you do the same thing everyone else does, where's your value? Like we, we have yep. 10 other guys. There that are do plenty of luchadors like, here in Mexico. <laughs> right. And he's like, you, you can't out lucha a lucha guy. And I said, yeah. yeah, but this is what they want me to do. And he's like, yeah, but you have your own unique style for a reason. That's why you're here. If you take that away, then you, you you take all your value away. And, like, the light bulb went off, and I was like, holy shit. Like, I never thought of it that way. I'm just trying to do what these guys are telling me. And he's like, no, no, no. He's like, let them do their stuff, and then you do your stuff, and that's how you're going to complement each other. And I'm, like, looking at Negro, and I'm thinking, here's a guy who's huge in New Japan, like an iconic figure, you know, and then the biggest, one of the biggest stars of all time in Mexico City, you know, and he's just kind of, kind of just told me like, hey, dummy, you know, don't do this stuff, right? Like, don't do all the things you're that not, I do. <laughs> do the things that yeah, you do. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's like, just be you. Do, do you well. And it really changed my whole outlook from that point on in my life, and I'll never forget it. Like, and I tell guys all the time, like, like you just, if you know how to mix, styles you know as long as it makes sense to the dumbest person on the planet you know which i'm not saying dumb like 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 education dumb but i'm you got to think of making your match for the little kid up front that's screaming and yelling good guy versus bad guy you know uh this guy does this because i like it this guy does that because i don't like it you know if you have that mentality going into a match and then you say this is what i do a b and c this is what this guy does, A, B, and C, and then you mix it together, you know. So, like, my style is, quote-unquote, a little safer. It's not, per se, easier because I, I still work hard. Um, it's just it's just different. Yeah, it's like, it's like what I do, but, like, I can mix that with anything, you know what I mean? And, like, that's, like, that's a big selling point for me in Lucha Underground because I'm kind of that Dean Malenko type of wrestler yeah. there where – I can wrestle the Ray Mysterio, but then I can go, you know, uh, you know, throwing blows with Cage, and 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 nothing, yep. no, I don't ever look out of place. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. 
So I kind of take pride in being that for those guy. Guys. It allows you to be right. a fool for those guys when you need to be, and it also allows you to kind of – to. I think a, a, a good part of what a heel can do is if he can take away something that the crowd really enjoys from someone they enjoy it from, it's a great way oh, yeah. to help get that guy over. And that if you get in there oh, and yeah. just ground the guy and start working a, right. a body part or just punching him in the head, they don't want to see that. Oh, yeah. That's not what they're there right. to see. They're there to see the pipeline. And so then they hate right. you. <laughs> and, right. and when he does get his big comeback and he gives you five arm drags and six topes, then they're going crazy. They've got what they wanted. That's it. That's it. What do you get in there, bud? Yeah. Uh, hey, uh, Ricky, uh, how's your experience been at Lucha Underground? You, you, uh, it's pretty good, pretty good product. I mean, uh, you really enjoy working there. I mean, I know you do, but. You know, uh, what's your outtake on, on, on how it's run that makes it a different product? Well, here's the thing, is Lucha Underground isn't a wrestling company. It's mm-hmm. a TV show about a wrestling promotion. So um, the the amazing thing about Lucha Underground is, like, we're not treated like, like wrestlers in a wrestling company. We're treated like movie stars, like, you know, like the production and the staff and the whole company as a whole, you know, like these are people that deal with, you know, TV stars, you know, on a daily basis. So, like, uh-huh. they they really treat us better than any of us have ever imagined being treated in, in the wrestling <laughs> business because we, we're, we're spoiled to the point that, you know, like, like, the hotels they put us up in. So like my first day I get picked up by a, a buddy of mine, Brian Metz, who's like, like a runner. And he picks me up in this huge van and it's just me. And, and he, he's like, he's like Ricky. And I'm like, yeah, you know, and he's like, he's like, hi, I'm Brian. I'm here to pick you up. And I was like, Oh, great. So he grabs my bags, opens the back. And I said, no, I got it, dude. I got it. He goes, no, 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 it's okay. I got it. He runs to the front of the car, opens the door for me, right? I'm like, dude, I got it. Thank you. Like, I'm feeling like a woman here. Like, I, I got it. So I, I hop in the van, and then he runs around the other side. He jumps in. He he makes me – I had to sign this paper for, like, we get per diem. And then, and then he hands me a bottle of water, and he's like, are you thirsty? And I'm looking at him like, wow. are, you, are you fucking with me? Like, like you know, and, and so – I'm like, I'm good, dude. Thank you. You know, I, I, I appreciate it. So we start talking about, you know, wrestling stuff. We head down to the hotel. We pull up to the Hilton Checkers in downtown L.A. And I'm like, hey, do you know who I'm rooming with? And he's like, rooming? And he starts laughing. He's like, everyone gets their own room. And I'm like, really? You hey, know, you and I'm like. You're waiting for the rip to be revealed. You're waiting for your wrestling right. buddies to come out the back. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I'm waiting for someone to ruin it like all other wrestlers do. You know what I mean? Like, that's yeah. what I'm waiting for. You know, I'm hoping I'm not that guy, you know. But, I mean, like, <laughs> but like that's just like a small – that was like my first day. And, like, it's only gotten better since because the thing is, is like the company, you know, like they're so – there's, they're at such a high level, all the executives and all the producers and, and, and the guys that run and direct and everything, you know, and it's just so professional. Like, I understand now what people say when, once they work for Vince and they get close to Vince, like how he works so hard, it makes them like a better person, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like how it, it trickles down, right, from the yeah. top. Yeah, you don't so want to like, get out work, right, you see the boss working yeah. like that. Yeah, exactly, and and that's how these guys work, you know, because like you see them in their office and stuff, and they're, you know, they're just sitting there, and you, you know, like you almost feel bad to ask them a question because you know that they're working on stuff, and then, and, and so, to answer your question, ultimately, it literally is the greatest like experience of my life because like, you know, it, you learn so much by just listening and watching, you know, and um. I'm I'm a big I'm big into like being a sponge around stuff like that like how the companies run, who's in charge of what you know how the production is done how the marketing is done you know like, and uh, everyone works so hard there that when you get your six minutes in the ring, you're ready to murder yourself for that six minutes because you know that that's what that's as hard as everyone else is working you know, 
Right. Because yeah. then the the feeling is when you come back, you know, everyone hustling and the runners and the and the people working the back, they're amazed at what I do. You know what I mean? And it's it's yeah. crazy because like they look at me like I did something amazing and i'm thinking like i just you know this is what i always do like, i went to work know, like, i just came into the office yeah and clocked in yeah like like did my time like you guys don't out. want me to go yeah you guys don't want me to go 25 you guys wanted six right was like a night off you know what i'm saying like <laughs> yeah. like the crowds already understands that i'm the bad guy and i just beat this dude up like they the story's told i'm going in there just cashing in like this is the easy part right like like you we're used to doing it you know, like new town, no one knows who you are. Get get over, get over fast. Get the other guy over, and and have yep. the best match of the night. Otherwise, you're not coming back next month. You're like not straight, coming back. That's how the business is, right? Right. Like you're not worth the hype and the money we just paid you. So we'll get somebody else. Yeah, so yeah. there's always a young local guy here who can do similar. Right. If you and don't that's, that's get the, enough to draw some people the in the door. Right. Like that's the thing, you know, and and so. As a wrestler, um, we all go into that that into the ring with that mindset. Get myself over. Get this match over. Get this guy over. You know, get the angle over. Whatever. But um, working there, man, it's like I don't even like. I literally don't know how it could be better anywhere else. Like even in WWE, right. like the only thing I guess some of us might complain or say anything in a quote-unquote negative sense, is that we go through seasons instead of, like, all year round. Yeah. But yeah. on a positive note, it makes those fans that love this product more rabid because our, I was the first match on this, when we started taping the second season, and we just did a dark, and it was like an eight-man tag. And w- we walked out, and the place came unglued like you like you would have thought that the rock just walked into Miami you know what i mean it was insane and all we did was like i did like a short spot with somebody i took a tackle and the place lost it and i'm sitting on i get tagged out afterwards and everyone just kind of ran something something small and and pretty and it was a dark match just to get the crowd riled up i walked back and i had chills and i was like yeah all you guys got to do is tell your stories. You know what I mean? Like if no one, no one did anything wild tonight, which wasn't going to happen, but I mean, you know, like sure. the crowd is Never just so, they were just, down, but yeah. they were just so excited that we were back. You know what I mean? And I, I, yeah. that's definitely worth a few months off or however months off because the fans appreciate it even more so because it is in seasons, you know? Mm-hmm. And that schedule frees you up to be in Jasper, Georgia in a couple of weeks. Yeah. So I, I imagine yeah. that's good, too. Yeah, yeah totally. Looking, I mean, like... Looking forward to it. Yeah, I mean, like, I I love, obviously, like, wrestling anywhere, you know, and, and everywhere. And uh, I feel, like, blessed and lucky to have an opportunity where people love this show so much that, you know, I'm getting more uh, recognition through it, you know. But deep, deep down, it's like, man... You know, I, I'd work for this place for free if if need be to keep it alive or whatever because yeah. it's such a an awesome an awesome product I think and I, I firmly believe that like I think we have the best wrestling TV show um, on television because I talk to other guys and other companies and and everyone says the same thing like man I, I watched some some episodes are good but once you start watching it from the beginning you become mm-hmm. hooked on these characters, you know, and everyone likes different characters. It's funny. Cause like some people prefer, you know, like a, like Mundo and cage more than, than the luchadors. And then you see the other guys, they just love the lucha, the lucha guys. Like, you know, you know what I mean? And everyone's character is like a main event guy or girl, you know, no one's, no one's booked to be the weak link at all. You right. Know? Now the storyline that you're primarily in really, stretches you outside of a wrestling context, did that come natural to you or did that take a lot of work to be able to get into those vignettes and that kind of stuff? Well, the thing is, is the directors and the writers and stuff, they're the key behind everything coming off so smooth for everybody because I was nervous as all can be like, um, you know, I was explained that, Hey, you know, this, this is going to be, 
really huge for you, you know, as a character, because you went from being this in season one to being something, a complete 180. And, uh, you know, it, it's going to, it's going to fly or not according to how you do in season two, you know? And I'll, so they really just gave me the ball and said, here, you know, you want it, but you know, it's in your lap now, now, now do what you want with it. So, um, everyone wants to succeed and, and, there's nobody in there trying to like undercut anybody, you know what yeah. I mean? So like the yeah. writers sit down, they're like, okay, you know, like, you, do you have any questions? And I'm like, yes, you know, this, this, and this. Okay. And then they're like, what do you think? And I'm like, what? You know, like, like, well, how do you think this should go? And I'm like, well, I'll give my input. And they're, they're like, okay, that sounds good. Maybe something like this. And I'm like, oh, that would be awesome. And they're like, okay, do that. And I'm like, yeah, like that. That's it. You know, like, they're like, yeah, have fun with it. This is yours. Like, this is you. And I'm like, wow, that would be awesome. You know, so like, everyone, every, you know, vignette, every um, storyline, everything is done to the purest of that particular character's, like, you know, how in depth they are with their character. Like, that's all done 100% to them. You know what I mean? And it's the writers and the directors and stuff, they're all on the same page, you know. So the director, while you're shooting it, you know, you're gonna, you, you know, he stops it. He's like, okay, let's go here with this. Man, you can read your lines four times, and it'll be in one, in one way on, on your first read, you'll say it a certain way. By your fourth time, it'll be the same words in a completely different content, and then mm-hmm. you'll get it, and you're like, "Wow, that," you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. like when you see it on it's paper, your words, thing. and you're saying it yeah. the way that you would say it. Yeah, yeah. The, well, they Ricky, man, your I'm gonna tell you, man, <laughs> you've made this way too easy tonight. Um, so <laughs> if you ever want to talk about wrestling or you want to promote anything, you keep this number and you call us because we will be <laughs> delighted to talk to you. We have another guest on the line, but you can see Ricky Reyes. September 17th, Jasper, Georgia. Woody, what's the name of that school? It is Pickens County Middle School. And don't let and the I'm middle telling you right thing. now, the card is loaded. There's a lot of big names on it. But uh, you better be in your seat when Ricky Reyes takes it because every match <laughs> I watched here today didn't matter if it was on TV or if there was 45 people in the crowd or 600 people in the crowd. Ricky didn't sell you short. So you're gonna get nope. you're gonna get your tickets for about a Ricky Reyes. Everything else is gonna be great. <laughs> Thank you so much, Ricky. Hey, thanks guys. I appreciate it. Thank you, Ricky. Appreciate you, man. All right. Take care, guys. All right. All right. So we had one surprise check in on us, and uh, you know, there's an old concept, Woody, uh, uh, in radio, called Two for Tuesday, and yep. that's when yep. you play. Sweet Home Alabama, and you follow that up with Give Me Three Steps. <laughs> Maybe you play Free Falling, and you follow that up with uh, American Girl. Well, tonight, what we're going to do is we're going to talk to Ricky Reyes and have a good time, and we're going to follow that up with another Ricky. This particular Ricky will also be at the Super Show for Georgia Premier Wrestling on September 17th at the Pickens County Middle School in Jasper, Georgia. And this Ricky happens to be a Hall of Famer and one of my all-time favorite wrestlers. I'm telling y'all, young Matt Hankins is losing his mind right now because what I'm letting you know, welcome to Three the Hard Way, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. How are you tonight, sir? Hey guys, I didn't, I didn't even know if, uh, if you guys had me hooked up. Uh, I was listening to you talk to Reyes there, and, and uh, was wondering, I can, do they know that I'm online and I can hear everything they're saying? Well, I'm gonna tell you right now, Dragon. I've been watching this board like a hawk, just waiting on that number to come through. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, all right. So you are live and hooked up with us. You are coming to Georgia, and I'm gonna tell you right now, you have caused a little friction between. Uh, my co-host and I, because right. I'm also running the show that night, and he got you. But I'm not going to dwell on that tonight. We're going to talk about what you were coming to do in Jasper, Georgia. How are you looking forward to this thing, Ricky's Dragon? I'm sorry, say again? Uh, how, how excited are you about being back in oh, Georgia? Well, you know, 
Georgia has always been one of my favorites. Oh, God, I remember back in 1976 when I was working there for Georgia Championship Wrestling. And uh, Gordon Soley was uh, was the announcer there. And uh, we used to wrestle there every two weeks at the Omni, at the old Omni. Uh, Ole Anderson. Um, you know, uh, God, I just... Uh, who was who was the number one heel there at that time? Uh, Dirty Dick Slater, number one heel. Yeah, and uh, looking forward and, to coming and, back to Georgia. And, uh, and I know the people no, are going to be going crazy <laughs> to get yeah. to shake the hand that shook the world, get a picture taken well, with Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. Well, you know I appreciate that. Yeah, I'll be there to do some autographs and take some pictures. I, I think we got a. Pretty nice meet and greet set up for the fans, and uh, you know, with the, hey, there's going to be a number of other guys too. Uh, some of the guys that I used to uh, look across that squared circle, such as uh, Big Van Vader. Wow, uh, he's also going to be there, you know. And uh, Billy Gunn, good friend of mine. Uh, never, never worked with him in the ring, but uh, got to know him uh, when he was with WWE. You know, um, uh, very. Uh, Technical guy uh, knows what he's talking about. Good psychologist in the ring. So, you know, there's going to be a good group of guys, and uh, as as um, as all the fans know in that area, that uh, Daryl, the promoter, when he comes uh, to put on a show, he puts on a good show. That he does. He's been a guest and a yeah. friend of this program. Um, I, I know we've got you for a short time, so I want to get right into it. Um, there's a lot of buzz yeah. going on around today about the release on the WWE Network of the last Battle of Atlanta. Everybody's all excited because it was a piece of tape that no one had seen and everybody was excited about seeing. Is there anything, you know, you are linked to great feuds. You're linked to one of the greatest matches of all time. Is there something that you did that you are extremely proud of that maybe you don't think got us just desserts and you'd like people to go back and revisit it? Wow. You know, everywhere I go, the uh, the predominant uh, figureheads that they talk about is the matches that I had with Ric Flair, um, and then and then WrestleMania three, the match uh, uh, that I had with Macho Man Randy Savage. Yeah, not uh, a bad resume. That, those, those two, those two uh, uh, pop up all the time. But I'll tell you, one of the gr- uh, what I think greatest psychologists in the ring, knowing what to do, when to do it. Uh, what moves do not does not waste the move does great promos um, every night sent me to school every time I worked with him was Jake Roberts the snake yeah and another uh, Georgia another Georgia legend you know Georgia that's right. really was a boon uh, for yep. him as well and yep. what was uh, that like? You know, how was that different than some of the other feuds you had when you were in there with him? Was he so cerebral or was it uh, – cerebral, excuse me – or was it more of we'll get out there and we'll let the magic kind of happen inside the ring? Well, it was that. It was just, you know, he had such a great feel for the moment. And then, you know, uh, moments pop up in the course of the match and at different times and different things that happened. Roberts knew exactly how to take that moment. And I'm telling you guys, you know, these are decisions that are made in just seconds. You know, it isn't something that says, all right, hold up the match, hold up the match. Let me think about what, let me think about what just happened so that, you know, we can move forward with this. No, the, uh, you know, move and hold and stuff that, that happens on a, are, are just popping into his brain. Uh, you know, uh, good seasoned veteran guys that work like him. You know, the Ric Flairs, the Randy Savage, uh, you know, the guys that, that would take the moment and, and know what to do uh, next with it and, and not lose the flow of the match. Very, very important not not to lose that flow of the match, you know. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah Roberts, you know, I've been in the ring with the best of them, you know, from the Greg Valentines and on down to Don Maracos, you know. Uh, Can you Sergeant talk a Slaughter. little bit about Greg Valentine, Ricky? Because I, sure. I'm of an age sure. where Greg was in his WWF run uh, a little later in his career, and I did not get an appreciation of him watching him before I was in the business. And then once I got in, I went back and watched a lot of that stuff, and I understand it. Can you talk a little bit about how great he was? Well, you know, Valentine was the type of guy in the ring that if you uh, – he'd probably, he'd probably tell you – 
walk like his dad, uh, John, yeah. and, and say, he say, listen, kid, we're gonna we're gonna start off slow, and 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 we're gonna taper off, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, the, the hammer was never known for being quick or fast in the ring, but you know that was Greg, and that was his style. You know, everybody, everybody had to, you know, create their own style of of work or, or work rate. But you know, Valentine was also the kind of guy that uh, uh, everything that he did had a meaning behind it. He would let everybody absorb it for a few seconds, um, mm-hmm. uh, and, and also, you know, a, a great uh, ring general. Uh, you know, being a second generation from his father, who was also one of the greatest. One of the things that I, I've, I've heard about his dad, John, and that was it took him forever to get over in a territory. Well, you know, most hmm. guys could get over. And some of the, you know, if you were in Georgia or Florida or the Carolinas, you know, and you were featured on TV, you know, give it, you know, 60, 90 days. And you would know by then if, you know, the promoter would know by then if you were going to be a main event guy for the company. Valentine would take six months. But everybody, all the promotions knew if you had John come into your territory, at least it's going to take him six months to get over with the fan. But when he did, he was rock solid. You couldn't budge him. I mean, he would, he would from yeah. that point on, wherever he, wherever he was, he'd sell out wherever he went. And, you know, and Greg wow. was that same style of work rate, you know, very believable, you know, didn't waste a move. Wasn't, wasn't any speedy Gonzalez's out there because guess why? Uh, there's plenty of them. And there were plenty of them in the business. You know, and Valentine had his own work rate and his own speed and, uh, you know, a, a bit stiff. You know, I hope, Greg, I hope you're listening. A bit stiff in the ring, you know, with a kick in the punches. You know, son of a fish, he did knock, it, knock your chest through the back of your spine. <laughs> I'm not surprised you know, at all You know, that didn't, he didn't call him the hammer for nothing, you know. Those forms, he, he was built like Built like Popeye, you know. Jeez, God <laughs> Almighty, hit you in the chest and your nipples would be poking out your back. You know? <laughs> well, I could talk you here off all night, Rick. I'm gonna let Woody get in here and we'll get you out of here. Woody, talk to the dragon. Well, Ricky, I do. Uh, I'm a Daryl's partner uh, with Georgia Premier Wrestling. We sure do uh, appreciate you coming in uh, next week for the for the big event, and uh, well, we're, we're excited about you being there. Well, you know, I, I appreciate you guys having me. Uh, at this point in time in my career, you know, when I when I first started in the business, and you're starting off and you're doing the opening match, and then you work your way up doing the second and third match. And, you know, the, the goal is is that you know, uh, will I will I make will I be a main event guy? Okay, so once once and some guys you know had great careers but never ever achieved you know that main event status. They were good middle guys, and, and they knew what their job description was and what to do. But, you know, once you, you reach that goal as a main event guy, I think the next thing you, you set up and you say to yourself, okay, will I ever, you know, will I ever become any kind of a champion, you know, whether it be local or regional? And that happens. And then you said, how about a world champion? Then you set that goal. And then that happens. And then you ask yourself, well, God, well will I ever be inducted in, into the Hall of Fame? And then that happens. You know, so at this point in time in my, my career in life, um, doing appearances, I find right now uh, for Ricky Steamboat that it's, it's, it's a pleasure and a joy to do these and get and mingle with the fans and, and tell them all thank you very much for all the support that you've given me and all the other guys, you know, from the Greg Valentines and, and, uh, and the Jake Roberts and the Rick Flairs and the Macho Mans and, you know, all of those guys, you know, if it wasn't for the fans that would just buy a simple ticket and come watch us entertain them, you know, none of us would have what we have. So for me, yep. it's, it's, I look at it as a way of give, I give, I'm giving back to my fans and shaking their hands and taking pictures and, you know, and, uh, and saying thank you. So uh, that's what, you know, I'm 63 years old and, I'm, and I've been in the business. I celebrated 42 years of being uh, in the wrestling wow. business, and, and, you know, and, um, and this is the point in time in my life to where it's now I can I can give it back to the fans and just tell them thanks, you know. Yeah, yeah. 
Well, we thank you so much for calling in, being right on time, as I knew you would. And if you're feeling froggy yeah. on September 17th, if you want a double shot, I bet I could find a place for you <laughs> on my car, too. <laughs> Ricky, thank you so much, man. All right, guys. Thank, thanks for uh, having me and uh, looking forward to coming to Jasper. You know, and like I, the who's who's are going to be there. It's going to be a great night for everybody. You know, you know, people watch wrestling on television, but I'll, let me tell you, everybody, there's nothing like coming to a live event. Nothing like coming to a live event. And if you've never, ever been to one, come on down to Jasper and let's shake some hands and take some pictures and, and sit back and watch the show. You will go home with saying, you know, I got the biggest bang for my buck tonight at the show. Yes, you did. Very well said. Thank yeah. you so much, Ricky. Okay, guys. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Well, huh. Ricky's Dragon Steamboat, Joe. Wow, that's a I'm kind of uh, yeah. I'd be lying if I said that uh, that uh, I wasn't wearing a, a Ricky the Dragon Steamboat shirt when I pinned out Jets in NWA Atlanta. <laughs> That'd be a lie if I sit here and told you all that, because it's the truth. <laughs> you know that, that well, man's a, a true icon in, in the wrestling world. I mean, you know, everybody knows knows who Ricky Steamboat is. Uh, there's He's not one of those wrestlers that people go, who? I don't who? remember him. He's one of them guys that you don't forget. And uh, No. I, I'm going to be still excited. Have, like, go ahead, Woody. Listen, I, I said, I'm going to be excited to be around him, around him uh, next weekend. I'd be lying if I didn't say I wasn't, you know. Maybe you'll get your old buddy a picture. Maybe you get a, get a picture for your old buddy who can't be there. Your buddy's got some big fish to fry himself that night, or he'd be up there with you. <laughs> but man, I, I, I mean, I just I remember vividly. I remember like I, like it was yesterday, how I felt when he got his throat crushed with the ring bell, and yep. how I felt when he got DDT'd on the concrete, which really did hurt him. <laughs> and I, I, I just I he was he was my guy for a long time. I loved him, and. I still think that if he just, you know, I know he had an injury a few years back that kind of shut him down, but I bet if he wanted to dial it up one more time, he still got a pretty good match in him. Oh, yeah. You know, what, what about, I guess, about a year, year and a half ago, he, he was, uh, uh, you know, he did did a, a few spots uh, with his yep. head. Uh, it looked good, looked real good. looks a lot better than I do, and he's 20 years yeah. older than me. When he said 62 or 63 there, that it was, it's hard to believe he's even that old. I mean, he looks great. Um, yeah, and, looks real you know, good. That, that's kind of the theme that we heard out of both of our guests tonight is you got to protect yourself from from sometimes your own ambition, uh, to be quite frank. You know, you you got to understand that there are only so many bumps on the card. Yeah. <laughs> that's just the – what do you – you absolutely know it. As much as anybody. As a matter of fact, you probably are in the negatives on yours. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the reason. That's the reason I'm in the shape I'm in. Uh, I should have cashed that bump card in about five years sooner. Uh, you, you owe a few bumps back. You're you're in bumper. Yeah. You're <laughs> bump debt. Um, but it, it's it once you get going, it's hard to stop. But what a coup you pulled off, you rascal! You you rascal! You. <laughs> Well, oh, you saw about the picture, me and uh, me and Daryl. It doesn't discuss. We was gonna get you a picture, so I'm, gonna, uh, get them to I'm, I'm glad I'm get for those people too. You know. uh, to um, my friend Matt Hankins, War Eagle. That's what it's gonna say. <laughs> I'll just get a frame that covers up that the obscenity. The joke <laughs> was on there. Um, but you know, I'm glad for for you and for Daryl and for those people in that area because. I've had the good fortune to be able to work your shows in those areas, and those are good folks. Um, and yeah. especially in today's wrestling, everywhere you go, um, sometimes the fans get a little outside of themselves and they want to be the show. Um, yeah. And and if that's your thing, whatever. If that's your thing, that's your thing. But there is something to be said when the people show up and they expect a good show, but when they get a good show, they do what they're supposed to do. And they participate and they get excited and they and they feed the they feed the 
the better you are as a fan, the better chance you're going to have at seeing a, a good show because that energy, that energy we started the show talking about, um, mm-hmm. it's, it's a difference maker. Um, home field advantage in sports exists. Same thing happens for wrestling. When you yep. go out there and you react the way that the the performer is working his ass off to get you to react to, and you give it back to him, they'll eat it up. And that'll turn a seven-minute match that was blah into maybe a nine-minute match that was spectacular. Oh, yeah. Uh, they'll give it back to you. Um, well, what else you got going on? You running anything this week? Uh, yeah, we are actually uh, doing uh, a tent this week. Uh, I've actually got a couple guys coming in I'm real excited about. I got a... Uh, we got Tyson Dean coming in. He's going to work Menace out from up around the uh, Knoxville area. Hey, I'm here to tell you, uh, not to cut you off, Woody, but I'm on. I'm on. Put that guy over. Um, strong. I saw Tyson Dean very early in his career, and as a matter of fact, there was an invasion angle happening with uh, the company he was working for in PCW. That was the first time I saw him. He was uh, young in his career, just getting started. Um, and Tyson has not only improved his body. I mean, he looks amazing. Um, oh, yeah. But I saw him have one of the one of the four or five best matches I've ever seen anyone have with Shane Marks this past week at our show. Oh, I bet. And anybody that knows me knows that I actually hate to give compliments to anybody. I despise it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but they... There's a the thing damn Stephen Platton's wearing off on you. <laughs> well, you know, um, as, as much as I hate him now, um, I learned a lot from him, <laughs> and oh, that's yeah. probably part of it. But when when you put when you put Shane Marks and Tyson Dean in a match, you're you know that they out, you're, you're going to get a good match. You're not worried about that. They're going to do what needs to be done. But this was not the match I expected them to have because I uh-huh. honestly did not know that Tyson was that strong of a technical mat wrestler. God, he's he's so uh, ground sound, it's not funny. I, last time we booked him, he pulled off some stuff. I'm like, holy shit, where did that come from? You know, I was like, yeah. wow. Yeah, we, we get caught up in his in his persona that's the reflection of perfection and, and all mm-hmm. those things. We get caught up in some of that, and we're like, yeah, yeah, he's, he's great at doing that thing. And, and sometimes the match doesn't call for a lot of a lot of wrestling, um, yeah. but 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 having him in there with menace that's a you know, that's a decent piece of booking, Woody. I gotta give it to you. Yeah. But I'll tell you what, that menace kid. You know, that's another thing. That's another kid you, you're missing out on if you you hadn't booked him. He's such, he's such an athlete and and he don't move like you know he's he's about six six three. I'm guessing. You know, and it, you know he's not real lean. He, he's he's thick, but he's not fat. And uh, yeah, he's a he's a machine, buddy. He can he can, he's one of them guys who can do it all. And uh, I'd love to see him down in this area more. Absolutely. Really- uh, we were Stan and I went up and we were, we got to work with him, and uh, that was a great thing. And it was it was fun, and it was we got to see him for the first time, and it was exciting. Uh, yeah, that's that's pretty good. Um, we're gonna lay low yeah. this week because it's not our week, but we gotta rest up. But I'm gonna, I'm all right with yeah. it. I'm gonna let you off on the 17th. I'm gonna let you run your show. <laughs> but I got to Thank have you, you on the 16th. You got to come <laughs> see me on the 16th because we're gonna have a little get together for the uh, the Wrestling Insider bunch um, that Georgia Wrestling History is putting on. It's gonna be at our building in Porterdale, and if you hadn't been there, folks, you're missing a good time. So. Um, Watch, stay tuned uh, to Georgia Wrestling History blogspot.com for information on that as well. Well, if, if my schedule will allow me, I'll come. It's just, come on, you know, Bader's coming in the night before, and, Bring and with we get, got to get a lot of stuff <laughs> together. So that, that, that's kind of kind of where we're at. So uh, <laughs> I know it all too well. Much, Depends how much we got done before then, but I sure would like to, to uh, do that. I like doing stuff like that. It seems like every time so, uh, we are both all so damn excited, we can't stand it. We know we got a lot of work to do, but Sacred Ground is here. The Super Show is here. I think we'll get to talk to the people one more time 
or will we? No, we won't get to talk about people no, again. No, this, this, is our, this is our final so shot. This is it. Um, so, oh, lay that super card out for them. Oh, Lord, it's all kinds of good stuff. Uh, you got, uh, or you want just some of the guys on it or some of the matches? Well, however you want to do it. Yeah, give, give them the okay. big push. Well, of course, them in you, the know, building, you got, Woody. You got, got Big Van Bader going to be there, going to be signing autographs, and he'll be working that night. Uh, all, and then, uh, of course, you got Steamboat there. We'll be doing signing autographs, and then... You got uh, Ricky Reyes or Cor- Cortez Castro, whatever you want, you know, whichever you see him. Uh, we'll be taking on uh, Barry Morales from uh, uh, Lucha Lucha Atlanta, so uh, that should be a good match. Uh, got your big uh, Cyrus Destroyer taking on uh, Cousin Cletus. Uh, what other things we got? We got big ladies match. We got uh, a tag ladies match. We got uh, uh, Jessica Lee and uh, the Gypsy, uh, Priscilla Kelly taking on Rebel and Tiffany Rocks in tag action, and just you know a bunch of other good stuff. Uh, Billy Gunn taking on. I'll keep that. Under my hat for right oh, now, but we have gun action. So uh, it's uh, you know we got a bunch of good stuff. Uh, All right. I'll, I'll just uh, another little thing I was excited about. Uh, me and uh, Daryl was clashing heads the other night for a big Halloween show this year. We got uh, a Madman Pondo coming in and Miss Mickey Knuckles. So uh, I'm I'm excited about that guy. I know for sure I got Mickey Knuckles taking on Dementia D Rose. So oh, I'm excited on. about that. Yep, 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 yep. We're gonna fight on Halloween too. <laughs> it's on. It's on. Well, September 17th is a big day down here too because Sacred Ground Chapter Seven is on. It is happening. It is ready. And I'm going to lay her out for you. The Platinum Royal will always be the thing that starts off sacred ground. And we're going to have, this year, usually we have our tag team season, semifinal and final matches in uh-huh. sacred ground. This year didn't work out that way. I said, why are we having two tag team matches when I can just throw them all in a big old bunch and let them battle it out? So it is going to be a four-way tornado tag team match featuring the three-time tag team season winners, the Washington Bullets. Oh, yeah. Bill the Butcher and a partner of his choosing, Brian Kane and Kevin Park. They are the hottest thing running in tag team division in PCW today. And a little wild card I threw in for them. The hooligans will be on hand as well. Yeah. We're going to have a triple threat match. Brian Blaze. Brian Blaze missed Sacred Ground Chapter 5 because of a gross miscarriage of justice by the people in Clayton County. When he came back to Sacred Ground Chapter 6, it was the first time he had competed without Jeter at Sacred Ground. He was in a triple threat match, and he won it. And Brian Blaze has declared himself the king of the triple threat, so he's going to have one at Sacred Ground against Trevor Aon and Logan Creed. So that's going to tear it down. Then there's the cloud. The a scoundrel, a terrible human, and a person that if I was not of some decency, I would say a lot of other words about, but I will not on these radio waves. Um, <laughs> he has challenged Johnny Danger. He destroyed Quasiman Disco last show. He's challenged Johnny Danger to a six-man tag match. Um, all we know is that Johnny Danger and his brother Devlin Ballack will take part. That's, we don't know who their other partner is. But the Carpenter did us the good service of telling us who his two partners are. The Carpenter will be teaming with Iceberg and the strong style psycho tank. Holy moly, that's a lot of meat. Yeah, I'm terrified, Woody. Johnny Danger is my friend. And <laughs> this is what he's gotten himself into. Uh, Slim J will take on Shane Marks. The first time they have ever wrestled will be at Sacred wow. Ground Chapter 7. And in the granddaddy, in the big old finish, in the finale, the main event. PCW heavyweight champion, all six foot eight, four hundred plus pounds of the man they call Jeter, 
takes on the man whose name is on everybody's list, who's a blip on everybody's radar, who is currently walking around with the Greg Hollander trophy from the Scenic City <laughs> Invitational, currently walking around with the Triple Crown title from While We Wrestle. Gunnar Miller with Jeff G. Bailey will be taking on Jeter for the PCW heavyweight title. I don't know what else I need to tell y'all, folks. You got a choice to make. I told Woody he could have from Alpharetta North. I got to have everything else <laughs> south. So just look at, your, look at your zip code, see where you are, and that determines where you'll be on September 17th because you need to be somewhere watching some wrestling. Woody, I wish you all the best of luck. We did it again, my friend. Time to we get did. out of here. All right. Y'all have a good one. We will see y'all. We thank you for listening to this broadcast. A production brought to you by the GWH Radio Network. Stay tuned to GeorgiaWrestlingHistory.com for the latest information on upcoming events and more. As always, we thank you for your continued support.